We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now. Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. We are live in Nashville, Tennessee at baseball's winter meetings. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Great to have you with us tonight. My name is Matt Pauley. Happy for just uh, one hour this evening as we are going to take you until 7 o'clock tonight, leading you right in to Monday Night Football. And then uh, we'll be doing the show uh, every day here uh, tomorrow night, a full two-hour program. Wednesday we'll be with you for a half hour, 45 minutes. And then we will have our first edition of the Countdown to Opening Day show coming up on Thursday night from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock here on KMOX and across the Cardinals radio network as uh, we are are uh, going to uh, be covering the winter meetings from top to bottom here on KMOX, as we've been doing throughout uh, much of the day. Uh, from a headline perspective, you know, specifically to the Cardinals, the big thing came from uh, John Mozalock and what he had to say on MLB Network Radio earlier today. If you did not hear that, we will play it for you in uh, just a little while. And then in the next segment, uh, Mozalock met with the uh, the St. Louis contingent of media that are here in Nashville uh, in his suite just a a little while ago, less than an hour ago is when it got started, wrapped up about 15, 20 minutes ago, and uh, we are going to play some of that uh, exclusive audio for you. You're not going to hear that anywhere else but right here on KMOX. So the latest from uh, John Mozeliak, including uh, his follow-up to what he had to say on MLB Network Radio earlier today. So that's all going to be coming up on the program. As always, if you would like to uh, comment on anything that's going on, we welcome your phone calls as you can call us uh, via the uh, you can call us 314-436-7900. That's also how you text, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call, that's how you text, or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P. A-U-L-E-Y on air. I'll also tell you this. Uh, we do this uh, every year. I say every year. Last year was my uh, first year doing this, but we, it's something that we will uh, continue uh, doing this year. We're going to play for you just a few of the cuts from uh, John Mozeliak and what he had to say uh, locally to uh, the media, and that's going to be coming up in uh, just a little bit. But we are going to uh, have... Uh, full. Not we'll we'll cut up the entire 25, 30 minutes that we uh, spoke with him, and uh, we'll put that together as a podcast, and that will be on the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. That's going to publish uh, late tonight. Uh, I'll put something out on uh, my Twitter and on the KMOX Sports Twitter when it does come out. But that is something that we're going to do on a nightly basis. So we'll get you a little bit of the audio here uh, on Sports Open Line, but we'll get you uh, almost everything that Mo had to say via podcast form, and that's going to be. Uh, Coming up tonight uh, via KMOX.com and also across the uh, on the Odyssey app, so you'll definitely want to check that out. We knew coming in that the major moves that the Cardinals had to make this offseason had already been made. 
that they they went out and got their three starting pitchers. They went out and got the guy who is likely to be the centerpiece of their offseason activity in Sonny Gray, and they have uh, that that part is done. But there are still more things that need to be done and more things that will be done. Uh, that gets back into the Tyler O'Neill thing. They've got too many outfielders on the roster. At some point, they're going to have to move on uh, from one or more. And for sure, Tyler O'Neill does seem to be the guy that they are going to uh, move on from. But there could be other outfielders that they move on from as well. So uh, we'll certainly wait and see if any of that happens to happen uh, here at the winter meetings. Uh, you you get the sense that maybe they bring in somebody else who can come in and, and compete in the starting rotation. I don't think they want to go into the season with the current group of five, and then whether it's Zach Thompson or Matthew Libertor being the uh, the security blankets at six and seven, and even comments that Moselock made to Tom Ackerman uh, yesterday morning on Sports on a Sunday morning when we talked about bringing in a potential swingman. I think that's something that's challenging. He actually addressed that today when he spoke. That, that is a challenging thing to do because at this point in free agency, when you're this early on in the offseason, there's not a lot of pitchers out there who want to take jobs as a swingman. You, you want to come in as a, as a starting pitcher. So uh, that's, that, that's part of the challenge in putting together the roster uh, at, at this point in time. But there's moves to be made, and they're going to have to make them at some point in time. Uh, roster churn is another thing that uh, Moselock certainly got into today uh, when speaking uh, to, uh, to us. So, again, we're going to play some of those comments coming up uh, later on. Cross baseball, not a whole lot going on. Wade Miley going back to the Brewers, one-year deal. Uh, Miley was somebody who had, I don't want to say has been connected to the Cardinals, but it, uh, maybe associated to the Cardinals would be a better way. You know, we had Bob Nightingale on the show, uh, I think it was earlier in the week, and, and he specifically mentioned Miley as somebody who might fit if the Cardinals wanted to bring in a, uh, a starting pitcher. Another move was made uh, late last night, the Braves, in a uh, salary dump uh, trade from the Mariners. The Mariners dumping salary. They send away outfitter Jared Kelnick, left-hand pitcher Marco Gonzalez, a former Cardinal, and first baseman Evan White. Uh, they all go to the Braves in exchange for a couple uh, young pitchers. The Gonzalez thing is kind of interesting. Uh, first off, it's somewhat interesting in the sense that we are likely to see Tyler O'Neill get traded, as we've been talking about, and O'Neill and Gonzalez uh, getting traded for each other initially, and now it feels like in some ways that's coming around uh, full circle. Uh, speaking of that, Gonzalez doesn't need to go ahead and find himself a home in Atlanta right now because the Braves uh, reportedly intend to uh, turn him back into uh, in, in another trade that uh, he was just part of this move and now the Braves are likely to move him in another trade moving forward so those are the those are the big things coming out of uh, the winter meetings right now um, yeah there's just uh, it, it's been slow to start I say it's been slow to start it's always slow to start and that's okay uh, there this is kind of this is the day where the groundwork starts to uh, get put down. You got GMs and you got President of Baseball Operations sitting in their respective hotel rooms and suites, and uh, they're they're starting to have those initial conversations, and they're continuing on some of the uh, other conversations that maybe they had at the GM meetings, and they're going from there. Um, 
there's there's two more days and the the activity that does or does not happen here certainly can help move things along once these uh, winter meetings do come to an end so we'll see we'll see what ends up happening over these uh, next few days not a lot right now for the cardinals i i think something's going to happen with the cardinals before all is said and done i i don't know if it is tyler and neil get traded i i sit here and i just have a hard time believing that they don't have some some offers basically in hand right now for for O'Neal because again this goes back to their decision to tender him. You don't tender a guy who doesn't have a future in the organization unless you're a hundred percent sure that you're going to be able to get something back for him, and you're basically a hundred percent sure that you're going to be able to get another team to take some take on some of that salary. And O'Neal, after making $10 million last year, he's likely to make somewhere between probably 10 and 11. He's not going to get uh, that much of a, of a raise uh, coming off the season that he had uh, this past year. But there's going to be a team out there that's going to take his salary, and the Cardinals would be hopeful at the same time are going to uh, give something back. Because when Tyler O'Neal is at his best, as we saw a few years ago, when O'Neal is at his best, he's a guy who can hit you 30 home runs. He's a guy who can run the bases well. He's a guy who can play really good defense uh, in the outfield. Like there's a when he's at his best, when he's able to stay on the field, he's a really really good ball player. He just hasn't been able to do that in, in a couple of years, and it's gotten to a point now where for the Cardinals, where they're at uh, in uh, being able to give at bats to guys. They probably just don't have the at-bats to give someone like a Tyler O'Neill. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I want to play back what John Moselek said on uh, MLB Network Radio earlier today. We'll take a break, and then we'll dive into some of what he has said later in the day when he uh, met with us in the uh, the St. Louis media contingent. So let's start. This is, uh, this is John Moselek earlier today speaking to MLB Network Radio. Well, we really like our club, first off. Um... <laughs> From an offensive standpoint, I mean, really, it's going to be like in terms of just trying to find at bats for certain players. So, when you look at our infield right now, you could imagine it's going to be Goldie, and then at second base, is it going to be Gorman or Donovan? Is it going to be Win at short, and then Arnado at third? So, pretty solid there. It's just a matter of like how we distribute those at bats. In the outfield right now, if we were to play tomorrow, it'd likely be Newt, Tommy, Edmund, and Walker. And so, you know, our fourth outfielder would be Dylan Carlson. But obviously, we can, we're going to go into camp. We're going to see what that looks like. Tyler O'Neill is somebody that, that we are listening to on trades. Getting a lot of hits on our outfielders. And, you know, we're just going to see where that, what that does for us. But, you know, overall, we like our everyday club. So we're not really in a market to try to do much there other than see what we might be able to get for some, one of those players. All right, so that was John Mosellock earlier today on MLB Network Radio. As you might expect, after making those comments, especially connected to uh, Tyler O'Neill, there were some follow-ups, and uh, we had those as the St. Louis contingent of media uh, met with him just a little while ago. You'll hear some of that audio coming up in just a moment as we roll on with a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, Any Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
This KMOX Major League Baseball Winter Meeting Report is presented by Goodwill. Give hope, give local, give Goodwill. Back at it from Nashville, Tennessee, home of baseball's winter meetings. We are live from the winter meetings. Great to uh, have you uh, with us. As we continue on with the Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX, we are with you for about another 40 minutes tonight, taking you until 7 o'clock. Full two-hour program tomorrow night. We'll be on for about 45 minutes on Wednesday and then across the entire Cardinal Radio Network. We will have our uh, countdown to opening day show, the debut for uh, 2023-2024's offseason. That's going to be coming up on uh, Thursday night. Mike Claiborne and myself will have you uh, for that program. All right, before we went to break, we heard John Mozalock and his comments uh, about the team, but more, more specifically about Tyler O'Neill and how they are willing to uh, to move on from him. Uh, and he said that very openly on MLB Network Radio. We'll get back to that in just a moment but uh, let's go through we're going to kind of go rapid fire here and then we'll touch on uh, much of what was said uh let's go through much of what john mozalak said to us the st louis contingent of media that's uh, here in nashville and uh, he uh, started uh when he sat down with us uh, just about an hour ago or so he uh, just kind of gave some uh, opening thoughts on uh where the club is at going into these winter meetings you know obviously uh felt like we addressed a lot of our, our starting pitching needs prior to getting down here, but you know we're still looking at ways we can possibly improve this club. Uh, you know, n- n- there's no secret that you know we we want to try to move one of our outfielders to see if we can't try to address some of that. Um, and and if we're not able to do that, then we uh, probably will explore more of the free agent market. So. But right now, it's just really trying to roll up our sleeves, get a sense of really what this trade market is, where we're at, if any of this is uh, even possible. And, um, you know, I think after just sort of the weekend and then today, we don't really have a feel for anything being necessarily close at the moment. But, you know, we'll try to use our time down here as diligently as possible and and, and uh, see where it, uh, it takes us. But, you know, overall, I, I think the, the feeling with our... Major League staff, we feel pretty good about where things are, but you know, again, it's December 4th, so plenty of time to still continue to do things, and um, you know, we'll try to take advantage of these uh, next 48 hours here. So he touched on a number of things there. Just for a moment, mentioned uh, wanting to trade at least one of their outfielders. Also uh, talked about the staff and just uh, their focus on the trade market right now and that they're going to try to make something happen in the trade market. And if it doesn't happen, they would come back around on free agency. But right now, uh, being able to pull off some trades is the key for uh, where this team is at here at the moment. He mentioned the staff, and there's been a lot of talk lately about uh, what it's going to look like for Yadier Molina. They they were in discussions with him. Uh, Molina went on uh, Spanish-language radio this past week and uh, indicated that he is going to serve as a special advisor that is yet to be confirmed uh, by the Cardinals. The details of that position, the role that he is going to hold, all those sort of things, it has uh, not been officially announced. It still hasn't been officially announced, but uh, Mosellac did give an update on the Molina situation. Yeah, I guess like the one question is, is what are we doing with Yadi, right? Sure. Because he went on radio last week and, and stated that he'll be joining the Cardinals in some capacity. And um, that's true. Uh, 
we haven't really defined that. And uh, my intentions were to, to meet actually with his agent this week and kind of lay out a little bit more of a job description. But I guess for this meeting, we will say he is most likely coming back in some capacity. But you would expect that not to be like an everyday? Interview. No, it will not be an everyday. No, I, I think the, the reason he's not joining our staff is specifically because he needs and wants to spend time in Puerto Rico with his family. So there's that. I mean, not a whole lot more given except for the fact that Mosellock essentially confirmed uh, some of the news that uh, was broken by Molina himself earlier in the week. All indications are that Molina is not quite ready to uh, jump, you know, full head head first all the way into the pool when it comes to being the uh, everyday coach. Uh, so uh, they're going to allow him to – it seems like they're going to allow him to do – basically what he is uh, willing to do. And we'll just wait and see what that's going to look like. Again, Mo saying that they are going to have a conversation with uh, Molina's agent at some point in the relatively near future. And then after that, they'll be able to announce uh, his title and his responsibilities and all that sort of stuff. But it is uh, pretty much confirmed. It is confirmed that Molina does have a role in the organization moving forward. All right, now let's get into uh, what we were talking about before we went to break, and that's the Tyler O'Neill situation. Again, as you heard, uh, on MLB Network Radio earlier today, uh, Mosellock was uh, very clear in saying that Tyler O'Neill is somebody that they are uh, looking at moving on from. Well, um, he, he, there wasn't much follow-up, and that, that that's not you know on a national radio interview. That's not really the place for that. That's the place for us in the St. Louis media to get into. So uh, this is uh, this is what Mosellock had to say when uh, he was really asked about uh, his comments that he made this morning about Tyler O'Neill. It's pretty clear that we feel like, you know, getting him every day at bats is going to be really difficult given the way our outfield we predict will line up. Um, so when you're looking at the the exploring the trade market, you know, we, we could ignore not saying his name, but I mean, it's it's coming to the point where it's kind of obvious. So, you know, we just it just feels like it's just, you know, we know it's out there. Um, and, and when you think about, you know, probably what's best for everybody, it, it, in the end, it, it probably makes sense if we're able to do something because, look, he sees himself as an everyday player, and, you know, candidly, we do too. But when you look at who else we have, it's just it's going to be tough to find those at-bats. Okay, so I've got a lot to say on this, and we will get into that coming up in our next segment. I bet there's a chance you've got some thoughts on Tyler Neal as well, and if you want to get those in here, uh, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900 or tweeting at me at Matt Pauley on air. We will revisit and come back to Tyler Neal uh, in our next segment. Let's continue to roll through with uh, some of the things that John Mozalock had to say uh, earlier today. And somewhat connected to uh, O'Neill, but more from a bigger picture perspective, uh, he was asked about the, the changing roster because you can certainly find uh, if Tyler O'Neill is Tyler O'Neill of two, three years ago and he's hitting 30 home runs and he's getting MVP votes, obviously he makes the team better. He, by all accounts, will not be a member of the organization moving forward and Mosellock was asked about not just when it comes to O'Neill, but from a bigger picture standpoint, uh, what it, the, the motivation, the reasons, and what they need to do from a changing the roster standpoint, especially coming off a season last year where it was very, very disappointing. When you have the type of year we had, it's, you're almost required to have some form of churn. Like, like you know, if, if we did nothing and we're sitting here, like, wouldn't the 
the practical question be like, why aren't you doing something? And and so like yeah. the the reality is 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 like you know we're trying to whether it's like on the margins or doing something bigger to try to just improve our forty man roster. Um, you know we we understand that this year was not a success, and so you know looking back, you know where can we make incremental improvements and where can we make bigger improvements, and that's really the purpose. And I think that's right. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think he said anything right there that you can really disagree with much. The roster wasn't – the team didn't win many games last year. How do you fix a team that didn't win many games? You go out and you make roster changes. And obviously they've done that in the starting rotation with three new starters, but there's other areas where they can upgrade as well, and that's something that they are going to uh, continue to uh, try to do. Speaking of that, um, the the rotation has five guys in it right now. Now, do they add to that group? Likely, but if they don't add to that group, uh, you you would sit there and say that um, after after your five guys, which in you know Sonny Gray number one, and then the next four, whatever order you want to put them in, in Miles Michaelis and Kyle Gibson, and Lance Lynn and Stephen Matz, very rarely do you come out of spring training where the five guys that were your projected starters going into spring that they're the five guys coming out of it there's injuries there there's what else, things happen so you need to have a little bit of a protection there right now inside the organization when you look at the protection that they have when it comes to guys who have started at the major league level you do look at uh zach thompson and you look at a uh, matthew liberator as well even with Liberator having been fairly successful in the bullpen after he went there towards the end of the season last year. And I think most people feel like Liberator's future might be a little bit brighter uh, working out of the bullpen as opposed to being a starter. He's still a relatively young guy, but uh, the consistency that you need as a starting pitcher, it hasn't completely come around quite yet uh, for Liberator. You want to have uh, pitcher number six, pitcher number seven, pitcher number eight in the starting rotation, whether those guys are in the big league bullpen or in the triple-A rotation, you want to have guys who can go out and make some starts for you during the season, and they're going to give you a chance to win. So um, what is the thought? When you thought, talk about Libertor and Thompson, a couple guys who might be earmarked for the bullpen this year, what's the organization's thought on them going into spring training? Do they, uh, do they go in with an eye the idea that they might end up being starting pitchers or is it more of a focus on them working out of the bullpen? Both. I mean, right. Like it'd be silly to just say one thing and then not consider them in some other capacity. So um, for us, I mean, obviously we probably want them to come into camp to stretch out because there's still some uncertainty with the group we have. Um, You hope you don't have to, but if you do, then one of them could uh, plug and play. Or if, um, the roster, the rotation's full, then there could be a use in the bullpen. Given what Libertor did as a reliever, was there discussion on just having prep to be a reliever? I mean, we talked about it, but I mean, there's still some side of him that wants to try to start, and so I, I don't think it's like for us to like cut him off at the knees now, right? Right? Like, I mean, I, I do think he was impressive out of the bullpen, and you know, I think. In a lot of ways, like most guys that do get pushed into the bullpen, their fastballs tend to play up, and you know you, you, you see a different side of them. And so, you know, he's still very young. You have to remind yourself of, and you know, letting him have another off season to, to add strength, develop. So I certainly am looking forward to what we see in camp. 
So that is John Mosellock speaking with us uh, just a little while ago. He had much more to say. He spent uh, 30, 35 minutes with us and uh, what I'll be doing uh, later on this evening because I'm living a very exciting life here at the Baseball Winter Meetings. Uh, back in the hotel room, I'll be cutting up all that audio and we'll put together a podcast, uh, kind of like what we just did, uh, running cuts from them, but uh, much longer and much more information. So uh, that's going to be coming up uh, on the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed uh, this evening, KMOX.com, also on the Odyssey app. So uh, make sure to uh, check that out, and I'll tweet that out uh, coming up in uh, once we're able to get that posted later on this evening. For now, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into this Tyler O'Neill situation because, well, notable some some things being said that we don't normally hear from John Mosellock those initial comments earlier today and then him doubling down on them with us uh, a little bit later if you've got some thoughts on him openly talking about the fact that Tyler O'Neill is a guy that they're going to uh, move on from would love to hear from you you can call you can text 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 that's how you call that's how you text you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line live from baseball's winter meetings in Nashville, and we're back in just a moment right here on KMOX. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it live from Nashville, Tennessee in the baseball winter meetings. It's the Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. Have you for about 20 more minutes before we'll break away for Monday Night Football. If you want to chime in on our conversation about uh, Tyler O'Neill, you could do so by uh, calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, again, earlier today, John Mosellock, when speaking with MLB Network Radio, indicated that they are looking to trade Tyler O'Neill. And then uh, when uh, we had our own conversation uh, with him later on in the day, he uh, confirmed that and said that uh, essentially the way the roster is set up, as much as they may believe in a Tyler O'Neill, they don't have the at-bats to give him. He wants to be an everyday, you know, 600 at bat kind of guy. I don't think he gave that number. Those are my words, not his, but that's the idea. And uh, that that's just something that the Cardinals are not going to uh, be able to accommodate. Uh, David tweeted in and said, why announce it? Now there's more pressure to not bring him back, and clubs all know that. Doesn't seem like a smart move. That That's always going to be like the initial reaction to this. Like, oh, you're, you're lowering somebody's trade value by saying something out loud. You know what? There's not a whole lot of difference between saying something out loud and something being true that everybody knows. Have you been listening to this show? Have you been listening to me? How many times over and over and over have I said to you, I don't see a scenario where Tyler O'Neill's back with the club. I've been saying that, and, and who am I? So if I'm smart enough to figure out that Tyler O'Neill's not going to be back with the club, these baseball general managers and baseball presidents of baseball operations who are much smarter than I am, uh, they, they, they all know what's going on. So, yeah, it was said out loud. Generally, you don't do that. I get it. But does it really change things? Does does anybody lose leverage or gain leverage because of it? No. We all we all know 
the situation at hand. Uh, he didn't give anything away by saying out loud that they're looking to trade Tyler O'Neill. That when you really take a step back and look at that, it's kind of silly. Let's go to John, who's giving us a call. Hey, John, you're on Sports Open Line. Yeah, thank you. I just this is just a personal observation. I don't know. He O'Neill reminds me a lot of Scott Rowland. Two big, huge, muscle-bound, huge Pluto-type guys, big guys that are just muscly, but they're they're as brittle as china dolls. They they break easily, and he's injured a lot. And you know his game has fallen off the last couple of years, as you commented on. So I don't know how good a how how much utility you can get out of a guy that always is hurt. That's that's just a quick comment. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, he looks different than Scott Rowland. Like Scott Rowland was a big dude. Um, Scott Rowland was like a linebacker. Uh, Tyler O'Neill's like a like a safety or like a wide receiver or something. I mean, it's a he's cut in a different way. He's got a bodybuilding background. We can argue till the end of time about how much uh, the way he has shaped his body has uh, resulted in in the injuries. Um, I mean, look, Roland certainly dealt with injuries throughout his career, but not all of his career. He played, I mean, okay, so he broke into the big leagues in 97 as a full-time player. In 96 is when he broke in, but 97 was his first, uh, that was his rookie of the year year with the Phillies. He finished his career in, in 2012, and he played... At least, I mean, he was 100-plus games all but one season. He was like 140-plus, and every 99 he only played 112, 2000 played 120. The point, I mean, we, we can go through all the numbers. I I think it's different. I just, I do, I think it's a little bit different. And and even late in Roland's career, you know, his final year in Cincinnati when he was not a full-time player, he was able to get back up to 92 games his uh, first year. Uh, his second year in Cincinnati was 133 games. So uh, I get the point that's being made. I view it differently. Roland had injury issues for sure. Uh, I think Roland went about things with his body differently than Tyler O'Neill does. And I, I, I say differently. I, I don't say better or worse, and I'm not trying to – uh, insinuate better or worse when I say that. I I know I know that O'Neill has worked very very hard at, tr- at changing his training regimen so that uh, he would try to stay on the field and like it didn't work right it didn't it didn't work he he had a very different regimen last off season focused more on flexibility and things like that and he still couldn't stay on the field. Um, there are guys who do that. You know, Sonny Gray is somebody. There's been a lot. To, Sonny Gray last off season changed up his uh, training regimen with the idea that he wanted to stay healthy all season long. And this past year, he stayed healthy all season long. So I don't know. It's um, I I I understand the the uh, making the analogy just because there are a couple big guys who have dealt with injuries in their career i just to me it's a little bit uh, a little bit different uh from the 630 a text message says i don't understand people that want the cardinals to pay 25 million dollars for a guy who's had two-thirds of a good season and many talk about his upside 
Uh, isn't this the pitcher version of O'Neill people can't wait to get rid of? Where's the logic? I'm, uh, I don't totally understand that text message. I think you're talking about O'Neill when you say the – but he's not going to make $25 million. Uh, he's going to make like 10 or $11 million. I don't totally understand uh, what that text message is uh, saying uh, if you're talking about – isn't this the pitcher version of O'Neill? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, if you want to – clarify that a little bit more and text back in you can uh you can you can certainly uh, do that if you'd like to 314-436-7900 that's how you call that's how you text you can also tweet at me if you'd like at matt Pauly on air look it's, it's just time it's just time with o'neill this is nothing i, I like him I, i've always enjoyed my conversations with him uh i like his upside I'm not even you – know, the, there was a joke. Mosellock, maybe the line of the day for, for Mo uh, was uh, you know, being asked about – because the Cardinals do have a little bit of a track record here on trading away players and those players performing well at their, at their next destination. See Randy Rosarina and, and, and some other guys. So um, Mo was asked about that, basically. You know, do you – is it harder to pull the trigger on some of these moves uh, when there's a bit of a track record in these guys going on and you know playing at a high level somewhere else? And Mo's response was something along the lines of, "Yeah, Tyler O'Neill is going to go get MVP votes wherever he ends up." And like that, you, you can't be upset about that, right? If if he has the change of scenery, if he goes somewhere else, if he turns back into the 30 home run guy who's playing elite defense in the outfield and, and, and just, you know, really doing a nice job when it comes to running the bases, that's that doesn't change anything about who Tyler O'Neill is right now. And it's it's just it's time. It's time to move on from him. And I think most Cardinal fans probably agree with that. We I don't get a lot of people. I the the uh, the text message the text line is not going crazy right now, um, saying oh they need to hold on to Tyler O'Neill. How like, that 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 sentiment does not exist among Cardinal fans. I think just everybody is kind of ready to probably wash their hands of it. Now something that's going to be interesting is Scott Boris is Tyler O'Neill's agent. Boris is going to speak with the media tomorrow. Does Boris appreciate or not appreciate the comments that were made today by John Mosellock? And did he know that those comments were going to be made? Generally speaking, Boris and the Cardinals get along pretty well. You know, when, when Boris takes shots at teams, he just took shots at the Yankees recently. That doesn't generally happen with the Cardinals. So I'm going to be very, very interested in the tone of of the comments by Scott Boris coming up tomorrow. All right, one more break, and we will uh, put a wrap on this edition of a Graybar Sports Open Line. We are live at the baseball winter meetings in Nashville. This is where we are going to continue to be over the course of the uh, next uh, couple days as we uh, roll on, wrap up this edition of the program in just a moment right here on KMOX. Just a few minutes left in the program today. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We are going to continue to broadcast live from baseball's winter meetings uh, through the duration and then across the entire Cardinal Radio Network. And right here on KMOX, we have our first countdown to opening day show coming up on Thursday night from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Let's grab one more phone call before we wrap things up. We'll get to Monday Night Football in just a few moments, but Daryl has given us a call. Daryl, I just got a quick moment for you, but you're on Sports Open Line. 
I will try to keep it under 45 seconds. My problem with John Mosaloc, uh, well, one of my problems with John Mosaloc is his arrogance. And what I mean by that is you have a pitcher, a talented pitcher out there named Trevor Bauer, who has all at once been exonerated and humiliated, which the, the humiliation part is going to make him a little bit cheaper than he normally would be. The fact that Mosaloc won't even consider it tells me, uh, just like other other times he's done this in the past, tells me more about Mosaloc than anything else. I don't care about his words. I care about his deeds. And if you're not even going to give Trevor Bauer a shot, I you know I, I don't have a lot of room for anything he has to say. So that's Daryl, can I can I pause you for a second? I'm not going to hang up on you, but can I pause you sure. for just a second? Okay. Sure. sure. So now let me. St- I think Trevor Bauer is an incredible pitcher. I, I always have. I've always been a fan of his pitching. I was in AAA baseball when he was coming up. I, I, I loved watching him then. and just watch, I, I think the world of Trevor Bauer as a pitcher. But I also know some other things about Trevor Bauer. I know teammates hate being teammates with him. He is bad in the clubhouse. And this is an organization that has spoken openly about the fact that they want better guys in the clubhouse. Um, I also know that, yes, I know all the information about the one woman who accused him and then the information that came out about it was really, really damning, but also she wasn't the only one, and there's a lot of there, there's cyberbullying and things like that, that that go back years and years and years uh, that, uh, that have been confirmed and that you, can't, that you can't argue against. So he's not the best guy in the world, and as I much as I like him as a pitcher, I don't want to see I him as a cardinal. Can I counter? I'm sorry? Can I counter? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, it's like I said, he was uh, exonerated and humiliated. He found out that one voice can mess up his life, even though that one voice was false. So I have a feeling from here on out, he's going to be a little less Jesse James and a little more Keanu Reeves. And because of that, and because of the power he experienced through that one false voice, He's going to be cheaper, which makes him perfect for the Cardinals. Daryl, if, if Trevor, if Tre- hold on, no, I, I'm almost out of show here, so I'll, let me make this last point. If Trevor Bauer puts out a social media video and says, "You know what? I've been an a-hole throughout my life, and I'm going to live my life a different way, and I'm going to treat my teammates better, and I'm going to stop treating people online the way I've treated them in the past," then maybe it's worth a conversation. He has showed zero contrition for anything he has done or any way he has acted throughout his life. Do we still have Daryl? Okay. All right. That's it. Um, yeah. I just – look, I, this is not about – does Trevor Bauer make your team better uh, from a pitching standpoint? Probably. Does Trevor Bauer make your team worse from an everybody hates walking into the clubhouse? Pretty good chance of that. I've heard from many people that they do – when when the thing happened with the Dodgers and they let it like, – that was largely connected to the clubhouse not wanting him back in there. And I, I – the the information about the woman who came after him and just all the all the details that have come out since then horrible and I, I actually I feel very bad for Trevor Bauer that he dealt with that but 
she's not the only one who's accused him of some things. And again, there's some very public things that have happened on social media. He's just not a great guy, and that's just not something that I think the Cardinals need coming into the organization. I appreciate everybody being uh, with us tonight. Again, we'll have that uh, John Mosellock podcast up uh, later on tonight on the Cardinals Conversation podcast feed. Don't go anywhere. We've got Monday Night Football. It's on the way next right here on KMOX. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.